Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rovardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And we're hitting you with the second upload of the day on this NFL 2024 Black Monday. The New York Giants, some big news just broke. Wink Martindale, he's gone. He resigned. It's not even like he got fired. He's choosing not to remain with the New York Giants. Can you believe it? Alex clearly cannot believe it. He is shocked right now. He's feeling some sort of way. There's a lot going on with Alex. We're going to go ahead, dive into this, react to it, kind of give you our takes on this. What does this mean for Brian Dable? I think that's a huge talking point coming out of this because obviously this stems from the reported tension between Dable and Wink Martindale leading to their divorce. So that's a big talking point in this equation. And then the other half of this, where do the Giants go from here? What do they do now? Who do they hire as their defensive coordinator? Alex and I have a couple of pretty good ideas for that. Antonio Pierce would be number one on our list. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Leslie Frazier, another potential candidate for the defensive coordinator position. And of course, we'll talk about this whole situation and what it means for our New York Giants. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you listen to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, good to talk to you again for the second time today. How are you feeling about this Wink Martindale news? And are you upset about it? But how are you feeling? I, okay, so at first I was like, holy crap, like surprising. And then I'm like, wait a second, like not real. I don't know how to feel. Like I'm kind of in between, like, I'm curious to see what the Giants do, but also like, I feel like Wink Martindale was a good coordinator. So, you know, right now I kind of, I just, I'm kind of like stuck in purgatory right now with this whole Giants team. I don't know what they're doing at DC. I don't know what they're doing at, at OC. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. I don't know what they're doing in the offensive line. I'm so freaking confused at what they're going to do this offseason. Um, all we can do is, you know, predict, project, see what they're, let's see what the right moves will be. But honestly, this is a really crazy one. I really wish I was a fly on the wall to see what the hell happened between Brian Dayball and and um, Wink Martindale this, this season. What happened there? You know what I mean? Like, and, and by the way, Wink Martindale yesterday, uh, uh, <laughs> craziest thing, if you saw his playbook, you see it had the Jack Bauer 24 on it. Was that a hint 24 hours later he wasn't going to be the with the DC anymore? If so, absolutely badass, hilarious thing for Wink to do. But really crazy start to this day. Bobby Johnson out. Thomas McGoffey out. Sayonara, those two guys. Drew Wilkins out. Didn't see that one coming. Another defensive assistant. So two guys, Drew Wilkins and the defensive assistant, the Wilkins brothers, that Wink brought from Baltimore. Those are his guys. Those are the guys that, you know, he brought in because and he thought, you know, Drew Wilkins is a phenomenal coach. That's what he said about him. And he said he told the Giants, if you don't guys, if you guys don't pick me, sign that guy. You know, bring that guy in to coach your outside linebacker as well. They did. They did. they brought in the whole freaking crew. And now they're gone two years later. So we ask ourselves, where do the Giants go from here? We have a couple of really interesting ideas. I have one that I love. I know Anthony probably supports this too. It's a, a reunite, a reuniting of feels like destiny right now. 
But damn, like, let's talk about this defense as well. Where, where did it go wrong? Why is this happening? Well, I'll give you one freaking point. The Giants' pass rush this year was one of the worst in football. If not for Dexter Lawrence carrying that group, their outside linebackers had some of the lowest win rates, pass rush win rates, in the league. They, they were basically non-factors. Now, we know that Wink Martindale's system is basically abusive to edge rushers. He had never had a, uh, an edge rusher have over a double, had over 10 sacks or even reached 10 sacks in his entire career until uh, Kayvon Thibodeau had 11.5 this season. So obviously there's some disconnect there. There's, you know, you're sacrificing that. But I think the Giants want to bring in someone who's going to maximize Kayvon Thibodeau, make him a superstar. They can't let him go to waste. Kayvon Thibodeau has the qualities to be an actual monster, and he's been inconsistent. And I think they know. They've seen the flashes. They want to bring in a coach that's going to make him that good. I think firing Drew Wilkins was a move to push Wink out the door. I think it was an optics move. I don't think they wanted to fire um, well, also, by the way, Anthony, here's another thing that maybe is worth considering. If the Giants fire Wink Martindale, I think they have to pay out the rest of his salary. But if he resigns, they don't have to pay him for that next year. So maybe there was a move there to save a little bit of money, a little optics, a little bit of saving some cash, take that DC money, roll Because, look, Wink's going to get paid no matter what. They were either going to fire him or, you know, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is anything guaranteed, but him resigning, I imagine he forfeits that money. Maybe they take that and roll that over into an offensive line coach, roll it over into a new D.C. We'll see how it goes. The Giants are paying like 16 head coaches anyway. Um, so, you know, they probably want to save a, a dime or two where they can. But how are you feeling about this? Why do you think this happened? And do you think that the Giants can really find a good alternative here to replace Wink Martindale? So, yes, I do think they can find a good alternative. How am I feeling about it? Well, I know several weeks ago when the reported tension kind of first came to light, I was pretty upset. I was like, no, this is this is a bad move. This is a bad idea. The Giants have to keep Wink Martindale. Over the past several weeks, the more I've thought about it, the more I've watched this team, and I know that the defense has been playing better in those weeks and has been forcing a lot of turnovers, but the more I've thought about it, the more I've kind of opened up to this idea and accepted the reality that Wink Martindale might leave in the offseason. And I'll kind of explain why. First and foremost, it's it's the complexity of the system. It's a very difficult system for defensive players to understand. It's super aggressive, super complex, a lot of disguising, a lot of guessing games for offenses going up against this. And you live and you die by the Wink Martindale system. It's either fantastic, the disguise, the blitz, it all checks out and it works and it forces a ton of turnovers. The Giants, I think, were tied in the NFL for the most turnovers forced this year. Crazy considering where they were first three weeks of the season, they couldn't force a turnover. They turned things around, but that's kind of the second half of my point here. Yeah, this defense really lit it up down the stretch, forced all those turnovers, but remember those first four to five weeks of the season when they couldn't figure anything out and you had players like Jason Pinnock saying, yeah, it really took me a minute to understand the system. Now I feel comfortable playing in it. Now I'm playing well. Even Bobby Okereke, he's had a great season all the way through, but the first few weeks of the season, a couple gaps here and there, and you really saw that from the entire defense. I mean, they couldn't do anything to slow down Dallas in week one. Week two and three was pretty ugly as well. Just overall, this Giants defense took a long time to get going, and that I attribute to the complexity of Wink Martindale's system. So for me, I would like to see the Giants, if we're talking about potential DCs going forward, I'd like to see them get somebody who's not as complex, and it doesn't take four weeks for the defense to hit its stride, because you don't have a preseason with all your starters in the NFL. There's no way that you're putting your starters out there for significant minutes in the NFL during the preseason. This that, That's just the reality of this NFL. So you're pretty much saying that with such a complex defense, those first four weeks of the regular season 
are your preseason. And that burns a team that really burnt the Giants this year. They got into a hole early on. Their offense obviously did the defense zero favors, but there was a number of problems with this defense in the early portion of the season. And again, I think that's because you don't get a preseason much with the starters. So the complexities of this defense get ironed out during the year. So you give credit to Wink Martindale for making the midseason adjustment, going from man heavy to zone heavy, blitzing a little bit less. You got to give him credit for that because he is a great coach and a great defensive coordinator, but you also do have to recognize you live and you die by the Wink Martindale defense. So those first four weeks of the season where the Giants defense was struggling and the players were openly saying that they weren't ready yet, that they didn't fully understand the defense and they were still trying to get used to it, that's the Wink Martindale system. So year in and year out, if you retain Wink Martindale, you're pretty much sacrificing the first four weeks of defensive play. Year in and year out, you're going to have struggles in that first month of the season. And so that is kind of part of this kind of discussion here when you talk about Wink Martindale. Not only is his defense super complex and it causes some slow starts for the units at the beginning of the year, it's also super complex and it makes it difficult for certain players to adjust and to develop in this system. You'll see players just kind of plateau or players have runs where the defense really suits them and the the complexities of it it's working out for them in their favor and they're getting a three sack game like Kayvon Thibodeau then they disappear for weeks because the defense is really complex and maybe it's calling for more safety blitzes and corner blitzes so the edge rushers aren't doing as much work and if you really look historically and this is the other selling point for me that made me okay with moving on from Wink Martindale this is the number one Edge rushers have not developed in this system historically. I'm not talking about just with the New York Giants the past couple years. Our edge rushers haven't developed. I'm talking dating back to his days in Baltimore. There's been a lack of edge talent in every single Wink Martindale defense. And that's not just because every team is lacking edge talent that he coaches. It is because of how complex the system is. It is because of how the system works. It's very man-heavy. It's very blitz-heavy. These are certain things that can affect an edge rusher's productivity and their development. So I'm really invested in Kayvon Thibodeau right now from the New York Giants. I want Kayvon Thibodeau to reach his ceiling. I want him to reach his potential blow out of his ceiling. I want him to go so high that we can't see him anymore. He's flying in the sky like he's Superman. I don't know if that happens with Kayvon Thibodeau in a Wink Martindale defense that historically struggles to develop edge rushing talent. There's a reason that Kayvon Thibodeau was the first edge rusher in Wink Martindale defense history to reach 10 sacks this season. One reason, it's because Kayvon Thibodeau is very talented. Second reason, because it never happens in Wink Martindale system because it doesn't favor edge rushing productivity. So that's where I start to get more comfortable with the idea of moving on from Wink Martindale. I think that you can kind of look at this. You can definitely be upset by it. And if there's any fans commenting down below that are upset by it, I kind of hear you. Like, I, I don't blame you for being upset by it. Wink Martindale earned his stay here with this team. He did turn in an excellent season. The offense failed the defense this year for the New York Giants, no doubt. But I sit here and I start to think about it a little bit more and I get a little bit more comfortable and I say, I want Kayvon Thibodeau to continue to develop. I want a few of these players to play in a less complex system so they can develop further. And I don't like the slow starts to the season. That's what happens with Wink Martindale defenses. It takes a long time for the players to get used to it. And it causes some struggles in the early portion of the seasons. But again, you got to give him credit where it's due. Second half of the year, majority of the year, Wink Martindale's unit was stellar. And all of those gambles that he took, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, they really paid off. So I'm very impressed with what Wink Martindale did. I have no doubts that he's going to go elsewhere, get another DC job, find a lot of success, maybe even an HC job. Maybe he becomes a head coach somewhere. I'm not sure. He's very well respected. He's a great coach. But again, moving on from him, it's not the end all be all for me. 
It doesn't kill the New York Giants, in my opinion. I think that as long as they make a right replacement hiring here that gears towards the strengths of this team, a good young cornerback, a good young edge rusher, a solid linebacker, and a really great interior defender, find the find the defensive coordinator. I'm sure that there's many who will be eager to get their hands on the talents that the Giants have on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that this could be a remedied issue very quickly. Now, one name, again, that we're going to mention is Antonio Pierce. I think that he would be the perfect guy to step in and lead this unit. But before we talk about that, Alex, talk about potential potential replacements for Wink Martindale and all that. This is the part of the, the whole equation that really does concern me. So if there are Giants fans who are commenting below and are really upset by this, I hear you because there is a factor to this equation that does upset me, and it's the Brian Dable part of this. What is Brian Dable's role here? How much does Brian Dable's perceived ego, perceived leadership style, what is it about Brian Dable that's causing friction with his coaching staff that's causing Wink Martindale to say, you know what, F it, I'm gone. Because we know, reportedly, that it is a Wink Martindale and a Brian Dable issue. They were butting heads, they had a lot of tension, no matter what they said, no matter what jokes they cracked about fighting over the last donut or piece of pizza, whatever. I know that was the joke that they liked to fly. There was definitely some tension there, and from reading further into the reports, Brian Dable was the source of the tension. He was rubbing people the wrong way. So how does that affect the way that you view Brian Dable? For me, I'm a little bit cautious now. I've been very firm in my belief of Dable. I, I am a strong believer of him. I think he's the right guy. But this is definitely concerning for me, Alex. I know I was talking for a while there. So I'll throw it back to you and let you get your chance to kind of speak on this. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts on it, really, because Brian Dable, as much as we believe in him, as much as we trust him, this is definitely a mark on his record, I would I would say. I think that this is this paints him in not the best light. And it says that, that maybe there is something off here, whether it's the relationship between the GM and the head coach being a little bit too boys clubby. I know we kind of mentioned that before we started rec recording. Uh, Shane and Dable are best buddies. It's kind of a boys club up there. Maybe that rubs people the wrong way. I don't know. It's kind of hard to speculate because we're not in the building. But Alex, just kind of how do you feel about Brian Dable now after Wink Martindale went ahead and resigned from this team? Look, uh, honestly, I don't really know um, what to think of Brian Dable. A lot of people are giving him a lot of flack on social media, and I think it's warranted. Um, you know, the, the turnover there is significant now. A lot of coaches, and I'm going to throw this out there, Anthony. This is a little off, off topic from what we're talking about. But all the people saying, well, Joe Shane's saying that Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next year. Brian Dable said this morning that Wink Martindale was going to be the – was still – was going to be remaining on the staff this morning – so everyone's saying that, well, Joe Shane's saying Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback week one next year. Guys, it's a load of shit, man. You can't take it at all. It, seriously, that's my point. And let me jump in there and just say that the specific wording and phraseology was the expectation is Wink Martindale will be the defense coordinator. And the exact quote from Joe Shane was the expectation is that Daniel Jones will be the starting quarterback. So it's literally the exact same wording and phraseology here. And we're seeing it be disproven. Again, I said this the first time Shane said it. Expectations aren't always met. So even if he expects Daniel Jones to be the starter next year, that's always subject to change, just like it was with Wink Martindale here. Absolutely. Look, I don't buy these guys for a second telling us anything. Why Why on earth? Because think about it. Like, this entire situation with Wink Martindale is optics. Like, people – and I said – after the tea leaves started to come out, you know, they, they fired Drew Wilkins and, and the Wilkins brothers. 
I tweeted out, oh, they're 100% done with Wink. And then everyone in my comments was saying, you're crazy, you're a booger, you're, an, you're, a, you're a goober. Like, they were calling me, I swear to God, you could go look at my freaking, the freaking messages. It's, like, people were calling me a goober and, like, I'm stupid. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm just reading the tea leaves. I don't know what's going to happen. But, like, it seems pretty obvious that they're trying to force Wink Martindale out and not fire him right? They're, they don't want to fire Wink Martindale. They want him to leave on his own accord because it makes them look better. And if, you know, by by just general knowledge of any job, if you fire someone, you have to pay their salary. You know, you have to you have to pay their salary moving forward. If they resign, they forfeit their salary for that upcoming season. So generally, like, I'm pretty sure that's like most jobs are like this. Um, they don't have to pay a salary next year. And because he resigned on his own accord, they don't have to. And then at the same time, you know, you're looking at a situation where the Giants just saved themselves a lot of headache not firing him. He did it on his own. So I think it was a really big optics thing, and it really it shielded Brian Dable a lot from from all the scrutiny that he might have gotten otherwise. Because if they fired him, then they would know for a fact that, uh, that there was turmoil there. But now there's a lot of open-ended questions. What was going on? What is there? Um, what kind of turmoil? Now we have. Now we just are asking the questions instead of knowing for a fact because he did it on his own. So it's kind of a crazy situation. Um, they did. They kind of orchestrated this. Seemingly, the Jay Glazer reports were true. I, I, I crazy to say, like a lot of people gave Jay Glazer a lot of flack after that, but man, he nailed it. Uh, I, I gotta say, this, every time that guy talks, man, it's absolute facts. So now we have to pick up the pieces, and like you mentioned, Antonio Pierce, dude. Oh my goodness. I mean, if you guys watch what the, the Raiders did to us, that I mean, they <laughs> Brian Dable watched in real time. Antonio Pierce-led offense in in the second week he had those guys dismantle our defense. wasn't even like it wasn't even a close game. They dismantled Wink Martindale's defense, and this was a second game head coach in Antonio Pierce. Bringing him back to the Giants, in my opinion, would be awesome. Also, Anthony, I'm gonna throw this out there, a little 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 sprinkle of something. If Dable were to be fired in the future, and you have Antonio Pierce on the staff. He could, be, he could end up becoming the head coach of the Giants in the future. You know what I mean? It's a good insurance policy for the Giants. If, if Dable fails and they end up getting rid of him and Antonio Pierce has a tremendous season as a DC next year for the Giants, you have your first – you have your 1A candidate already on your roster. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it, it's, a, it's a natural progression as a worst-case scenario. Best-case scenario, Dable picks up the pieces, they kick ass, and, and Antonio Pierce is a, is a monster for us as a defensive coordinator. You know, just just throwing out that little just a thought I had. I have no idea if that's even possible or realistic at all. Just throwing it out there to the to you guys to see what see what happens there. I'm sure I'll get plenty of comments about it. But you know, right now I feel as though this team has rubbed people the wrong way to a degree. I don't necessarily know how much how much you know respect Dable has after all these firings, after all these moves. I'm sure he has plenty. I'm sure that a lot of people want this defensive coordinator job. They're looking at this defense saying, man, Kayvon Thibodeau, whew, guy could be nasty. Dexter Lawrence, whew, one of the best defenders in the game. Deontay Banks, and thank you, Wink Martindale, for helping us get Deontay Banks, by the way, because that was Wink's guy. Banks has CB1 written all over him. McKinney had it coming off his best season yet. I mean, you know, this defense has has some tools, man. Jason Pinnock is solid. Bobby O'Karake is a, a freaking tank. This defense has solid pieces. If you're an opposing, if you're another person, if you're another guy looking for a DC job, this Giants defense has got some pieces, man. This guy, this Giants defense has got some goods. Like I want to work with these guys. These guys could be something special. So you know, I don't think he's gonna have a hard time finding another defensive coordinator. But by God, man, I feel like Antonio Pierce would be a sick hire. I feel like that dude's a leader of men. That dude inspires. I feel like yo, if we get him, 
Kayvon Thibodeau could be could be a superstar. Like we may see Kayvon turn into that superstar level player that we think he could be. That's my hot take right now. I think it's an interesting hot take. I, I I don't even think it's a hot. I think that you know if you had a guy like that coaching, right? Like you had one of those player leaders like an Antonio Pierce. I mean, look at the way that he's fired people up over in Las Vegas and got some of those guys to play at their highest level. Kayvon Thibodeau is kind of one of those players to me that I think would really, really kind of benefit from that coaching style and would really reach his potential because of it. I'm going to throw out a couple other names for you, Alex. Um, You know I'm on this Antonio Pierce train with you. I love it. I'm going to get even crazier. You got a little crazy there with the Antonio Pierce, you know, in the pipeline where he could maybe become the head coach one day. You want to hear crazy? This is going to be crazy. I was actually talking about this last week with one of my buddies, and we were looking at different NFL head coaches and how this cycle is about to be really interesting, a lot of firings, a lot of change-ups happening. I'm going to bring up a name familiar to the New York Giants because he was once the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants many, many years ago, and he might be losing his head coaching job up there in Boston. Bill Belichick might be on the way out as the head coach. I don't think he would take a defensive coordinator job anywhere in the NFL other than maybe the New York Giants. That's how I see it. So if Bill Belichick does leave, I think he's getting a head coaching job somewhere. Somebody's going to throw him a bunch of money. So this is like a very outside of the box, unlikely prediction or candidate, so you so you might say. I think Belichick is going to be a head coach somewhere. But if he's not, I think the only place where he's going to take a de- defensive coordinator job would be back with his favorite team, his favorite organization, the New York Giants. Also, Brian Dable used to work under Bill Belichick, and they still have a good relationship. Bill Bill Belichick recommended Brian Dable to the New York Giants for them to hire him, so clearly there's a bunch of respect uh, and a working relationship there. So if it's ever going to happen, if Bill Belichick is ever coming home, it's going to be right now. It's going to be right now he's going to be the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants slash assistant head coach. Again, I don't see it happening. It's a bold outside-of-the-box prediction, but I just wanted to throw that on the radar. Now, probably more likely would be Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son, who is a defensive coordinator or assistant coach on the Patriots staff right now. I could see him, if the Giants wanted to get really out of the box, take a young coach and prop him up into that DC spot, I think that Steve Belichick would be an interesting hiring. But again, the main name that stands out for the New York Giants right now because of the Buffalo Bills connection, it's Leslie Frazier. He's currently the defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach for the Buffalo Bills. He has a great relationship with Brian Dable. Brian Dable wanted him to be the defensive coordinator, at least had some sort of interest in making him the defensive coordinator last year. I could totally see a world where Leslie Frazier does make a lateral move here, moves from DC to DC, and takes over with the New York Giants. A lot of potential room for growth. Maybe he gets more eyes on him in a new organization, gets hired elsewhere for the head coaching job that he desires. Um, And so, yeah, I think that those are just some random names that I'm throwing out there right now. Um, Again, there's a lot of like candidates to take a look at. Like I'm looking at a list right now. You could even mention Matt Patricia. I know, again, some Giants fans probably wouldn't want that. Matt Patricia failed as a former head coach with the Detroit Lions. But again, he does have a connection with Brian Dable from their shared time in New England. All those New England guys get those recommendations to the Giants because of their relationship with Bill Belichick. He always recommends coaches. That's why they hired Joe Judd. One of the reasons why they hired Brian Dable. So again, maybe don't discredit this whole potential idea of Belichick landing in New York, but Matt Patricia, I think, is another name to keep an eye on, and really anybody that comes out of that 
um, New England area. I think that the Giants, it's either going to be a Buffalo guy or a New England guy that they give an interview to. And then we'll see. I'm sure they're going to cast a wide net. That's one thing I'll give credit to Brian Dable for. He didn't just hire former Bills guys on his staff. He didn't have any connections to Wink Martindale. He didn't have any connections to Mike Kafka. Maybe he makes a connection-based hiring this time, and he goes ahead and he does hire a guy like a Leslie Frazier. I'm not so sure. Of course, we're going to continue to dive into it, though, and take a look at all the different candidates. But those are just some fun names that I want to throw out there. I wanted to throw, you know, Antonio Pierce into the mix. I think that would be an electric hiring. Like, that would get me fully back on board and feeling not bad at all about Martindale leaving. I have a lot of confidence in Antonio Pierce. But again... I think Leslie Frazier is the number one guy on everybody's, you know, kind of made up list. They're going to probably try and interview him. And then if you take another step further and you want to get really outside of the realm of normal possibilities, I think Bill Belichick uh, might make some sense here. So, Alex, I do want to get your reaction to that before we wrap up. Kind of the idea that Bill Belichick's probably taking a head coaching job elsewhere if he leaves New England. But I don't think he would ever take a defensive coordinator job anywhere except with the New York Giants. So... If he doesn't find a head coaching job somewhere and he wants to keep coaching, do you think it's a possibility? I know it's not a likely one, but do you th- do you see do you see my logic here, like my thought process? Does it check out, or am I just a madman? I mean, look, Bill has the luxury of doing whatever Bill wants to do, right? If he wants that coaching spot, someone's going to give him what you know what I mean. However, like the Patriots historically have had really really good defenses, so um, I kind of feel like if you were going to bring in Bill, like that would be great. Like, the thing is, like, how interested is Bill in being, like, a DC like that? You know, he wants to be the GM, the head coach. He wants to be the whole organization. I think he's the one of the worst drafting drafting GMs I've ever seen, aside from hitting on Tom Brady. But that wasn't even him years ago. Like, he is awful. Like, if you go look at the, the, the Patriots draft classes recently, it's just a freaking it's, – it's a bloodbath, man. It's like being in the trenches, man. You got freaking gangrene. It's, it's awful. Um, and, and right now you're looking at um, – Bill, or rather like Patricia, I don't like the whole Patriots tree, man. We've gone down that route, and they tend to flop. You know what I mean? Um, You look at Josh McDaniels, an absolute joke. Patricia was a joke in Detroit. I just don't trust them. I'd rather go after the Shanahan or the McVay tree, personally. Um, I'd rather go try to pluck those guys. Um, You know, really the Shanahan tree is the best of the bunch. Those are the DCs you really want. But, you know, of course, you need a really good personnel. The Giants have decent enough personnel that can make it work and continue building it out. But right now, I kind of think we just need a leader. At times, I feel like this defense, a a good scheme and a great leader, I feel like Antonio Pierce brings us that. A lot of and think about like a lot of people like I want to prove in this I want to prove in that. Keep in mind, guys. Like most half of the great offenses in football are run by like first or second year offensive coordinators. You know, like Ben Johnson with Detroit. Like remember Kellen Moore with Dallas. Like these OCs are sick, and they're like because they're coming in with fresh ideas and new concepts, and and they're not like North Turner from two thousand four. These guys are young and and blossoming and have so many new ideas and thoughts and ways to get creative, like. The only reason that, like, Andy Reid and the Chiefs, like, managed to keep going at the rate that they have been is because, like, look at the personnel around Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty bad. Um, the reason that, like, even they're even relevant still is because they have the most creative scheme you're ever going to find. They keep adding wrinkles to their system, to their scheme. That's what good offensive coordinators do. Unfortunately, like, we saw what happened with Mike Kafka this past season. Um, and what happened was, like, the Giants couldn't get out of the get, – get away from – they figured out how to – high Daniel Jones weaknesses, high the offensive line weaknesses, heavy play action. 
And then everyone figured it out. And then the Giants started to have to try to figure out other ways. And Ty the reason Tyrod Taylor actually fit this scheme pretty well is because he's a really good at navigating the pocket and buying himself more time. And he would just wait, 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 buy himself more time, and then sling it downfield. And teams were, were are crunching down in the sticks. And then the Giants were able to get some momentum going because they were able to throw the ball downfield over those safeties in cornerbacks' heads. So, you know, talking on the defensive side, I think we go after someone new. I think we go after someone with some fresh blood. I know Leslie Frazier is going to be a really, really popular name for this Giants team because of the connection with the Bills. But look, the Giants went and got Wink Martindale, and he had no connection with Wink Martindale. So um, I, I feel as though right now I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and tell you like Leslie Frazier is a, a probability. It's possible. But I think if Pierce were available, I'd love to bring him in, man. That would be a really good hire for us. I think that that dude's a leader of men, and he'll figure it out. It might take a couple of games to get it all all situated, but you know, that guy will get the most out of any player, in my opinion. I agree with you. I think that Pierce would be an electric hiring again. Maybe he gets a head coaching job. Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders make him a head coach. So, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in your basket there. But what I will say is there is an argument here to keeping continuity, right? Wink Martindale leaving breaks some continuity for the New York Giants. It's a little bit of a concern because you have guys who have really developed under Martindale. Bobby Okereke and his breakout, he mentioned that he would be upset if Wink Martindale left. You also have guys like uh, um, Dexter Lawrence, of course. Uh, he's mentioned how much he loves playing under Wink Martindale. So you have a couple players that really would hate to see Martindale go. Martindale goes. But how can we keep some continuity, maybe keep the defensive system, but change it a little bit? Well, I do have a couple ideas here for you. Number one, if they want to make an in-house hiring, Jerome Henderson probably leads the race for the defensive coordinator job. He's a very well-respected coach, assistant coach. He's a defensive backs coach. And I do think that the Giants have gotten a lot out of their secondary in recent years com compared to where their talent level is. I think that they've been severely lacking talent, but I think that their young players develop nicely and they play well. And Jerome Henderson, again, well-respected. 54 years old, he's never been in a defensive coordinator job position before. But again, great coach there, and I think that he would make for a pretty uh, pretty nice candidate. And the other candidate that I'm going to throw out there for an in-house hiring, Alex, and I think you're going to like this one, Andre Patterson, our defensive line coach. Ever since he got here, we've seen incredible growth from Kayvon, or, uh, sorry, from Dexter Lawrence and a few other players on that defensive line. Andre Patterson was a former assistant head coach, and he was also a former, I think, run game coordinator, a halfway DC, basically. He was a defensive coordinator, but he didn't do both facets of the game, whatever, because they had a defensive coach at the time. But again, Andre Patterson has actual experience up in that upper level of the coaching tree, not just as an assistant. He has coordinator slash assistant head coach experience. So Andre Patterson is probably a really strong candidate to be promoted into that defensive coordinator job. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see if the Giants do cast this wide net, or maybe they are just going to look at this situation and say, continuity is key, right? That's why they're likely sticking with Mike Kafka, because continuity is key. They might feel that way on the defensive side of the ball. Jerome Henderson and Andre Patterson might actually be the top two candidates for them at the defensive coordinator position. Um, but we'll see. And like we mentioned, there are some other intriguing names. Antonio Pierce is an exciting one. Leslie Frazier makes sense. I'm not going to say Bill Belichick's name again. And I'm looking through on some of these other candidates. Matt Patricia, that's one that I do think stands out, even though I know we're probably not all crazy about that name. 
But I would be remiss if I didn't mention the potential in-house hirings. I think those are really important to pay attention to. Andre Patterson and Jerome Henderson deserve a really nice shot um, at getting this coordinator position. I think those are names that Giants fans should keep a close eye on. And so before we wrap up, Alex, I'll let you give any any thoughts on that right there, just making an in-house hiring with Henderson or Patterson. Um, what, what would you think of that? Well, listen, I mean, I've, I've seen what guys like Dexter Lawrence have said about Patterson. He's one of the best interior defensive line coaches in the game, if not the best. Um, this dude is a monster, you know, and for what it's worth, Anthony, I mean, God willing, God freaking willing, Daniel Hunter comes to the Giants and reunites with Andre Patterson. Oh, my goodness, that would be a dream come true because Andre Patterson helped Daniel Hunter become this superstar pass rusher that he is having his best season right now with the Vikings. Um, man, oh, Daniel Hunter and a Kayvon Thibodeau combo with Dexter Lawrence in the middle. Now that is a feared pass rush. That is what gets our defense back to where it was a decade ago when we won Super Bowls. That's what, that's what we need, another true and tried force off the edge. Um, and Andre Patterson, man, the guys, the guys worked with some of the best in football. And Dexter Lawrence said, like, he just knows he's a coach of co- he's a, a coach of coaches. Like the guy just, he's this guy, like he knows how to get something out of you. You didn't know you had when you're in a bad spot, how to get out of it, how to be better. I, I could totally see him getting that interview. You know what I mean? I could totally freaking see it. Um, with that being said, Jerome Henderson, really great DB coach, like one of the best in the game. Um, love that guy as well. I think that at the end of the day, um, you wonder exactly what it takes to be a DC. I don't know these guys that well, so I think they should get interviews because they're very, very, very good coaches. Um, but I also love them in their roles. So you know what I mean? Like, and I, I like I like the Antonio Pierce concept because he is a he is like a leader of men, like a lot of dudes. And at the same time, I feel like he could just bring a whole unit together. Not to say that Jerome Henderson or, or um, Patterson couldn't do that, but I, I genuinely feel like. You know, Pierce is a really good overarching DC, like can really like oversee a whole different variety of groups. Um, I mean, he just did it as a head coach, and that's offense included. I think a DC job would be perfect for him, man. I, I can't imagine there wouldn't be interest there. I'm, I'm talking myself into it, obviously, but I think a lot of you guys are probably in the same boat as I am. Yeah, I talked myself into the Andre Patterson uh, idea, similar to how you just talked yourself into Antonio Pierce. I still think the Antonio Pierce one is a long shot. I know that there's a connection with the team. He's a former player. Um, But I think... I honestly feel like he's going to get that Las Vegas Raiders head coaching job. Like, the players have been advocating for him. He's done such a damn good job there as the interim. I think he's going to get it. If he doesn't, though, yeah, he's probably number one on the Giants' list of outside candidates. But I really like the idea of Andre Patterson as an in-house candidate. It makes so much sense. He's done so much to develop these players. And again, continuity really is key. You look at his career history. He was the assistant head coach for the Minnesota Vikings in 2021. He was their co-defensive coordinator in 2020 and 2021. Um, And of course, obviously, their defensive line coach from 2014 all the way to 2021. So Andre Patterson, an impressive man there. I would really be excited by the idea of him becoming the defensive coordinator. And I think he should lead the Giants list of candidates. But That pretty much wraps this one up. We talked about a whole lot there. This was a pretty important episode, some important news for the New York Giants with uh, Wink Martindale's resignation. It's going to be an interesting few weeks here uh, in East Rutherford for the New York Giants as they figure out what they're going to do with this coaching staff. I wonder if, you know, I mean, we heard that the expectation was that Wink Martindale was going to stay D.C. We heard the expectation is that 
Mike Kafka will remain OC. I wonder if that might be up in the air now, too. I don't know. But, of course, we'll update you with anything about that right here on Fireside Giants. So, make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And comment your thoughts on this big topic down below in the comment section. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.